welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of the VikingAge.com. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age Zone Coverage, Bring Me the News, and the Brookings Register. And we do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. We're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, don't forget to rate, comment, share, and subscribe. You never miss a new episode, and we can spread the word to the masses. Now, this week's guest, I promised you guys this was a big one because my guest is an alum of Minnesota State Mankato. That's right. My guest went to Mankato. And get this, get this, get this. My guest also is from Minnesota. Oh, you might be putting the tea leaves together. She is a contributor for 10K Takes and works for Herd at Sport over in Omaha, Nebraska. She is Marissa Voss. Hey, Marissa, how's it going? Good, good. After that introduction, I has to be over the moon. That is amazing. Thank you. I was like, who? Whoa! This is getting me chills. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, you know, I don't think anybody, especially Vikings fans, can think of anybody who also went to Mankato and is also from Minnesota. I, I mean, it would probably take a long time for them to figure it out, but <laughs> I, I just assume they automatically knew it would be you. Absolutely. I would think so, too. I mean, it has to go hand in hand. Mankato, Minnesota. And there's nobody like when I moved down to Nebraska, everybody's like, I thought you would never leave Minnesota. Like they were like, this is crazy. <laughs> did they ask you if you knew Adam Thielen? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, did you? Did you? I'm like, no. I mean, <laughs> like people, he went to college way before I went to college there. Like it's it, just it, that part of it was always funny to me. Well, Obviously, this week, lots of stakes. The Vikings will be playing Adam Thielen, but let's focus on the Vikings first of all, because the Vikings are 0-3. They will face the second most Mankato alum or second most famous Mankato alum on Sunday. <laughs> then they will go to the Chiefs. Then they will go to Chicago. And then they come home to play the 49ers in the next four weeks. So I guess we could just start here. Like Adam and I, Adam Patrick, my normal co-host talked about this on Monday where, you know, is the season over for the Vikings? Because it doesn't seem like things are going well. I mean, we're three games in and the stat that also is really hard is that usually when teams start 0-3, it's incredibly hard for them to get in the playoffs and more likely than not, they will not get in the playoffs. Statistically speaking. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily over because it, what one thing that really is weird to me. And I saw this everywhere is that Kirk Cousins has thrown, I think, 1,100 and some yards. Um, and then Justin Jefferson has 485 yards. Daniil Hunter has five sacks. And we are 0-3. So it's just weird. I don't think it's over necessarily. There's a lot of teams that can bounce back. I mean, I don't think this, but what if those are the only three games we lose, right? We were, I think, 13-4 and four last year. What if these are the only three games we lose from here on out? Now, I'm not saying that the Vikings are going to do that. But at the same time, I don't want Minnesota Vikings fans to do what they normally do and freak out and jump from one end of the spectrum to the other and say, oh, now the season's over. Let's go to the Minnesota Wild. So so you're not on either end where it's burn it down or we're going to go on this insane hot streak. You're, you're just right in the middle as of right now. I am a very real Vikings fan, and I think I want to like thank my dad for that because he's the same way. He's very much not like, oh, exactly. You said like, this is the like either end of the spectrum. I want to be right here. Like I know we weren't going to be great. I jumped on another podcast in the beginning of season football for girls. And they're like, well, what, how's the Vikings going to go? And I was like, in the middle, we'll be in, in the middle of the road. We're not going to be great. We're not going to be bad, horrible, right? We're just going to be in this weird mucky spot. And that's what I think is going to happen. So again, 
I'm a very real person. And if I'm telling you, let's not freak out fully, then don't do it. But again, I'm just not one of those people. And if I, and if you do see me on Twitter or TikTok saying that we're going to win the Super Bowl, it's completely satire. It, it, it's, it's a lot of Mikko and light probably. Yeah, absolutely. hundred yes. <laughs> percent. Can't, can't get it down here. So tonight's a bush light, but it's usually Mikko. Um, you know, we on the show, you talk about the Vikings being in the middle where they're going to win eight or nine games. They're going to be in the hunt. That seems to be what ownership is gunning for. That seems to be what the organization wants as a whole. You know, are you kind of the fan base that is just kind of okay with just being in the middle? Or do you want to see this team kind of take a direction? Because I think there's some fans, and we talk about this on our show a lot, that want to see the Vikings take a step back, especially if you have a lost season and, you know, shoot forward in a couple of years. Like, where do you stand on fans who might, you know, so there's some who don't want to give up the season, but it might be a lost season. Right. I think that they're, again, realists, but at the same time, you have to have rebuilding years, right? The Chiefs weren't always the Chiefs of this day and age. They weren't always the ones that appeared in three or how many Super Bowl appearances on two Super Bowls in the last couple of years. They were bad before. Now they're great. We need rebuilding years. We need the years where we're bad. The thing about the Minnesota Vikings, though, that a lot of people will say is, okay, well, well, how do you explain our entire franchise and our entire existence? Because we've always been bad because we don't have any Super Bowls. Yes, and I completely get that, and that makes sense. But I think there needs to be a time where maybe we need to do take a step back. We need to say, we need to work on these. We need to do a rebuilding year. Um, and I'm I'm okay with that. I get Vikings fans say maybe let's just be bad for the next couple of years, and then potentially we could be good. But at the same time, I get that side, but I'm more on the side of I want to be good. I want us to be in a place where – like last year, we are sailing, and but we get to the playoffs, and maybe we actually win, right? And we go on to the second round. Every single Viking fan wants that. It's just dependent on, to, to be honest, how much football you know, how much football IQ you know, and how real you are. Because you have to know that knowing football means you're going to have to take either a building year, take a step back, or you know do these things in order to become a great team. And um, that's just how it is. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Exactly. Really. I, I mean, exactly. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I come on here and be like, no, you need to take a step back. This mm-hmm. is awful. Did you watch the Chargers game? Mm-hmm. But, but also too, I, I think there are certain years that you look at and you say, this is a good time to take a step back. Yeah. Because especially when you look at the NFC right now, yes, there's not a dominant team, but there is one dominant that totally didn't make sense. But mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? San Francisco is the class of the NFC. The Vikings are not catching up to San Francisco. And no. if they beat them in a couple of weeks, that's a fluke. I, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Brock Purdy's arm finally explodes or something, <laughs> you know, of that nature happens. But I don't think they're in the same class. They go to Philadelphia. They play the Eagles. Yeah, it was a one-score game, but there was a backdoor cover because Kirk Cousins went berserk in the second half. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a very good quarterback class. A lot of top-tier talent coming through. A lot of prospects that a lot of GMs and a lot of draft analysts like. At what point do you think the Vikings internally should say, hey, like this is just a lost season. Let's try and build for the future and take Mm -hmm. that step forward. Honestly, I would not be shocked if after like if this year right now they're thinking of that. And I know again, Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind. I don't want to hear any slander on this is Kirk Cousins' fault because if you look at his, at his statistics, one for week one, week two, week three, he has been on the dot again, one thousand plus yards 
for three weeks weren't going on week four, that this is not his issue. But at the same time, you do think, okay, Kirk is becoming better, but at the same time, he hasn't done, right? He hasn't got us over that hump. He hasn't got us over the playoff hump and what we need. Sometimes he is inconsistent in places that matter. Why is there a primetime thing that goes on a little bit, right? Because there are those things that you need to address. And I think because those Kirk, I think, has one more year left. I think he's in his waiting, the waiting contracts, and we have to figure out. I don't think we're going to resign him, and I think this is the perfect spot to get a young gun, but not just somebody who's like way in the back. Like I want a Justin Fields cat, like guy. I want a top draft pick, so then we can mold him, you know. And I think I don't like to say this, but I mean, the, the Packers with Jordan Love, it's kind of that situation. What if they never drafted Jordan Love? And what and what if they just went with a wide receiver and now all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is gone and they have nobody, you know? So in that situation, they kind of did it a pretty good job at drafting a young guy in case. And I think we need to do that from here on out because at the end of the day, Kirk hasn't shown us he's going to take us to the next level. If he does this year, he, I don't. it's not going to be him that's the issue. It's going to be like the O-line or the secondary or the defense, do you know? So, but I just don't know, even if we have a stack team, if maybe Kirk can do it. If you figure out all the other components, maybe he has a shot. But I don't know if the Minnesota Vikings and um, our organization GMs are willing to bet on that, you know? I like how you mentioned Kirk Cousins because it leads to our next topic, which I was going to run over a couple of things as to what people may be pointing at as far as why the Vikings are in an 0-3 hold. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is like everybody's default when it comes to good or bad. If he plays really well, hey, Kirk led us to the win. If he plays really bad, or even just like on sun Sunday where he gets 360 yards, he throws for three touchdowns, and then at the end of the game, he has that uh, issue with the clock and the crowd and everything else going on. Like there are just these times like on Sunday where he makes one mistake and it's not like a small mistake. Like even guys like Patrick Mahomes and like the upper tier quarterbacks, they have their bad moments now and then Kirk's are so dramatic that it's just kind of like, what have, why did you line up underneath the right guard? Like, was it because he was in your lap all day and like, you just got used to it or whatever? Like, you say now is the time to get a long-term quarterback. And I agree with you. I, I think this is the time to identify a guy that you like. Like, I, I don't want to see the Vikings. There are two things I don't want to see the Vikings. do. One, I don't want to see him draft a quarterback just to say they drafted a quarterback. Yes. Because that, that's what happens when you get Christian Ponder. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh. They have, I like, I like the way you reacted to that because I think that's, that's how everybody reacts. I, I actually, a, a couple of years ago, it was right after his rookie season. My uh, folks got me a Christian Ponder jersey for Christmas oh and I still God. had it like five years after he was gone and my friends were helping me move. And they're like, why do you have this? Like, th this isn't even, not, it, I no longer have it. Just, but it's just like, like, I would have made a video. This is what I would have done if I had a Christian Ponder jersey still. I would have made a video of me burning it like every single Bears fan that has burned the Justin Fields jersey. <laughs> and of course, those same Bears fans were like, he's going to win MVP. He's going to be so good. It's like, exactly, exactly. And which is also, just a side note, a hard part. And what is the counterpart for us drafting somebody that is first, you know, first, second, third pick? Because it could turn up like Justin Fields where we want him to be the guy. And it's not maybe maybe he just like folds under pressure. I don't know what's going on with Justin Fields. I'm a, I'm a Ohio State fan and he didn't play like that at Ohio State. So that's just I think that's just a Bears curse. 
But here's the thing, too. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They draft Carson Wentz. They gave up a ton of draft car capital to get them. And yes, they won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, technically, but he was on the sideline with a knee injury. Exactly. He flames out after a couple of years. They go in. They take Jalen Hurts in the second round because he's somehow still on the board. And now they're an absolute juggernaut. I don't want to see the Vikings just take a guy just to take a guy at the back end of the first round because that's how you get Kenny Pickett. Like, Kenny Pickett's, <laughs> he's okay. Like, I mean, you could do worse, but I mean, watching him, you're just like, uh, maybe, you know, there are some years you just don't take a quarterback. Even last year, you know, Will Levis and 45-year-old Hendon Hooker on the board at pick 23. And uh, yeah, they just said, uh, I think we'll pass this year. And a lot of people question that. Uh, it's not looking too bad now. Um, these people also, though, they look at what Kirk is now. They look at him as kind of a security blanket yep. and they want the Vikings to make a long-term commitment and build around him. Do you think there's a case for Kirk Cousins to be the long-term answer for the Minnesota Vikings? Honestly, he's been with us, what, six years now, right? Yes. Yep. Um, no. And I'm not saying that because I hate Kirk Cousins. I'm saying that yeah. because he's an older QB. You don't want to sign. I don't think you should sign him for a long-term deal because of the soul fact and he's older. What has he done? What like no. like let's look statistically. What has he done for us? I don't want to see the receptions. I don't want to see the throwing yards. I don't want to see this. Where has he gone? End of the picture. Has he taken us past the first round of the playoffs? Right? Has he gotten us that win? No. I don't, I don't, I don't remember a time. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's been long six years of pain and suffering that it hurts my memory. But last year, if he would have got again, got us the second round and then maybe the third round, I would be singing a different tune. But I'm a big person of what are you going to do with this time, with this moment? How are you going to take advantage? If you keep being mediocre and going, oh, well, regular season, we did good. Postseason, we didn't. Postseason and when it matters. I've, I'll say that for any single sport, right? Like, And that's the Minnesota sports curse is that you 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 do good in the regular season. You get to the postseason and you're crap. But the postseason one is it, it matters the most, right? When you, where is your guts? Where is the adversity? Where is the fire? What can you do? How are you not going to fold under pressure? And how are you going to make this team win? Kirk hasn't done that, and I don't see again. I don't see him doing that this year. So unfortunately, if you do, if you want to be a franchise quarterback, you will have to win in the playoffs. And you will have to bring this team to glory. And that's just how it is. Even if you look at the New Orleans Saints game a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019 where he had that big throw to Adam Thielen. He had, uh, I believe there was another big play mixed in there somewhere else. But Mike Zimmer was trying to hide him the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. Where that whole season was Kevin Stefanski just like, we're going to give the ball to Dalvin Cook 400 times and see what happens. And the Vikings got a playoff win out of it. Everybody got the you like oh, that clip out of it. That's right. I then they about went that. to San Francisco and they got absolutely clown hammered. Um, that's right. I think, Kurt, I mean, even look at last year too. You could probably point at last year and go, hey, he won 13 games. He had eight mm -hmm. fourth quarter comebacks. Mm -hmm. Of course, to have those, you have to be down in the game at some point, which is also a concern by itself. But hey, he did it. That's something you can tuck underneath his yeah. belt. Um, you know, with that kind of uh, track record and with teams needing a quarterback right now, mm -hmm. you look at the landscape of the NFL. The Jets need a quarterback, obviously. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is sitting yeah. on his couch, finger pointing at his teammates to stop finger pointing, even though he finger pointed at every receiver that rolled through Green Bay over the last three years. Mm -hmm. Funny how that works. And then USA Today is like, Zach Wilson in two thirds. Is that going to do it for you? Uh, no, no, no. He loves no, his mom's best friends too much. Go, how are you going to call? How are you going to like do that? You know what I mean? That's my QB. 
don't don't bring him around my mom's best friends. Like I I don't know that that whole situation is funny to me. But the, every time I see Zach Wilson, I'm like, he looks. I, I'm stealing this from someone because I saw the tweet on draft night. But he looks like the Disney villain in like a high school football movie, <laughs> like the rival quarterback where he's just like this spoiled ass oh kid God. and just like yeah like teams dressed in all black something oh absolutely. the byu garb they had all black uniforms at byu it was perfect anyway. he literally could be in a rom-com a disney rom-com like the, like, the guy's crazy. going back to throw it and he's like you know not this is even... your this dad this is your dream this isn't my dream his dad's just a abusive father or whatever yeah. all right this is going down a really dark path <laughs> let's get back on track um the falcons could use a quarterback like mm-hmm. hey let's say kirk and i know there's a lot of fans who will be out there all this trade speculation everybody's like kirk has a no trade like it like it's some mm-hmm. kind of like last resort to uh you know, keep him. Kirk, use your no trade. Use it. Don't you can't leave us. No. Would you deal Kirk Cousins somewhere? Like if the Vikings start, let's say, you know, let's say Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift mm-hmm. just completely destroy <laughs> the Vikings in a couple of weeks. Did you hear they were dating, by the way? Oh, um, I I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. If you didn't yeah. know, I'm religiously like I love her. Um, and I heard the rumors when they first came out, but me obviously being I have to tell the story. So I'm in I'm in Omaha. Omaha is about three rough out three hours away from Kansas City and the Chiefs. Um, and my coworker went to that game, and she didn't know she did last second went to the game. I decided at 11:30, and apparently she was like, so the so Taylor Swift was right here, and yeah. my my friend was like, my coworker was sitting right here. Oh, so she was like sending me videos the entire time. But yeah, I I I heard about it. I'm very happy about it. I don't care what anybody else says. I love Travis Kelsey. I love Taylor Swift and I think they're great. So I've, I've learned that I am the only person on the earth that is just completely annoyed by Travis Kelsey. Like really? I, I on it. So, so I will say this, I think compared to Taylor's other boyfriends from my own personal, like mm-hmm. I'm not, I am not some closet Swifty. I, I will, I will bust out the Taylor every now and then I like her music. There's some songs I'm kind of like, eh, but there's a yeah. lot of songs I do like. I also Good. know that her history of boyfriends has also been like people who were homeschooled. Literally. Um, that, that, yeah. Children. Sort of so, so like Travis, somebody with a personality, I think mm-hmm. that's very good for her. That being said, Travis Kelsey, I cannot stand him. And part of it, it was too full disclosure. Uh, I once dropped him in a fantasy football league because I was mad because he didn't have score like for three weeks like, at the beginning of his career. Oh, then he, and then he popped so, off. So, yeah. And then it, I got hit over the head with it with a hammer for like the next five or six years. I mean, that'll just happen. But it's also, I don't know. It's like this really fake WWE Mojo Raleigh type of energy where he's like, you come at Patrick Mahomes, you gotta fight for your right to <laughs> And he's in like every commercial. And I'm just like, dude, there's, there's enough here. There's, do you want to, do you want to hear an ick also that you probably will, will add to the hatred. He in the, in the beginning um was made it, there was a reality show about travis oh, kelsey. catching kelsey yes. yeah because it was a play yep <laughs> yep so every single time i'm like i like travis kelsey someone's like catching kelsey i'm like not not that not that <laughs> anything but like that like that's crazy do you know what i mean i'm more of like the fan of like new heights travis kelsey taylor swift travis kelsey like funny you know loving you is right Right. Yes. Like exactly. Like all of those things. I love anything that was like him before. I'm like, no. <laughs> so what were we talking? Oh yeah. Tanking, training Kirk cousins. Uh, you in favor of it? Honestly, oh, I don't, I, 
Okay, wait, repeat it. I, I got lost in the Travis Kelsey. Okay, okay. So so we, we started, I started going down the schedule and I'm like, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey yep. are sitting, you know, Travis Kelsey's catching his four touchdown against the mm-hmm. Vikings defense. Taylor Swift's clapping. They're, let's just say they're one and let's say they win this week, lose yep. next week. Okay. So that makes them one and four. Yes. Do you pull the trigger on Kirk? When do you pull the trigger on mm. Kirk? Do you deal him? What do you do? I mean, okay. I, I personally think we ride with Kirk because we have Kirk and all of all of these things. Um, it's hard. Like when when he starts being his typical self, his inconsistent self, right? Again, this these problems have not been Kirk Cousins. When he starts to be the problem, then let's talk about this and let's talk about pull and let's let's do let's go to all of these other options. But for right now, he is not the issue. The offensive line is the issue, right? Like the defense is the issue. Kirk Cousins is not. And everybody who tells me, well, he has this many interceptions. I'm pretty sure those interceptions weren't because of him and were because of people not catching the ball like TJ Hawkinson or, you know, all these other issues, which it pains me to say I love TJ. He's on my fantasy team. But I, again, I don't think we start going, Kirk, Kirk, oh my God, blah, 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 and wheeling and dealing and doing all these things and white noise until he becomes and proves to be a problem. Like, again, the inconsistency that is him because he's a very inconsistent quarterback. I, I know, again, I forgot about the whole like 49ers thing, but you know, the, the, that type of situation when he starts to win, right? But what happens when we see the Kirk who gets no yards and has interceptions and, you know, all of this stuff? That's that's my thing. So stick with him until he proves to be himself. And it's super <laughs> weird because he's so, you know, you saw the quarterback documentary. He's so methodical. Yeah. Like he, there, there's that story by Alec Lewis of The Athletic that said he'd got to be in a test once and he wanted to rip the test, but instead he just framed it to remind himself what happens when he doesn't prepare. Like he's a very, like for everything to go wrong, you you would think he would just prepare himself for every situation, exactly. right? But it's like he only prepares himself for when things go right. And to his defense, there have been a lot of things that have gone wrong for the Vikings. And you mentioned one and that being the offensive line. The yes. Vikings have two very good, some would say elite tackles in Christian Darrisaw and Brian O'Neill. Mm-hmm. The interior, not very good. Garrett Bradbury practiced in full on Wednesday. They're hoping to get him back for Sunday God, against Panthers. So. Uh, Ezra Cleveland is average at best. Mm-hmm. Then there's Ed Ingram, who gave up six pressures against LA, but he was also in run blocking. Established mm-hmm. the run, Zim. Uh, they signed Dalton Rise. There's yes. a full week of practice under his belt. He's got to play Sunday, right? Oh my God, he has to. You, you, you get him. Every, okay, so first off, Dalton being the what I like to call Vikings Twitter harassing Questy into getting him. That's literally all it was in my opinion. I, it, it was, even if that's not right, that's what I'm going with. That's the story I'm going with. This is Viking Twitter is just like peppering people. It was the hypno meme where it's literally. like you want to sign Dalton Reisner. You, you want, want to sign Dalton Reisner so bad. Go ahead. <laughs> because that's not like that's the only reason I can explain it. I'm like, what is going on? I, and and again, there, there's a logical explanation for it, but that's the one I'm sticking with. But he's gotta play because again, you pick him up, right? He's on the squad. He makes the trip. He uproots his life. We need him. And I get why you don't play him. And I get why you don't play Cam Akers. And I, I understand that against, you know, the Chargers. But at the same time, there is no logical reason to not play him on Sunday. There is literally none. And I mean, I think it's kind of obvious who he should replace at this point. He said he's played both left and right guard. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Ed Ingram, like, it, so here, here's the thing with that. Like I said, bad in press, pass protection. Absolutely horrible. Problem is. Dalton Reisner is very good at pass protection. He's terrible in the running game. I feel like if you combined 
Ed Ingram and Dalton Reisner, you would mm-hmm. have the perfect right guard. Absolutely. But but you also look at right guards around the league. Ed Ingram was the top ranked guard in football on Sunday, which that's, which makes no sense. That's literally but right so guards, the, the reason they're on the right side is because they can't pass block. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, even like a moderate improvement for Ed Ingram would put that up there. But I don't know. Like, do you bench him and just take a red shirt year? Do you bench Ezra Cleveland and put Dalton Reisner in and then just, Mm -hmm. or or maybe Garrett Bradbury being back helps both of the guards and you feel a lot better there. I mean, there's a lot of questions when it comes to this offensive line. And and the good news is, you know, everybody's kind of harassing the line. Kirk Cousins has only been pressured on 27% of his dropbacks this season. Which which is is crazy. It's a really good number. So interesting. It's hard to know what's going on. That's the biggest thing. Again, all of these things, right? Like, again, I've talked about and I said, Daniel Hunter and Justin and Kirk. And now, you know, that percentage and all of these things, it, it doesn't, it physically doesn't make sense in my brain. Like, I keep trying to think about it. I'm like, okay, why are we bad? Like, why are we bad? And then I look at the statistics and I look at it on paper and I do all this stuff. And I was like, there's just no real reason. I mean, obviously, defensively, secondary. That's always going to be trash, but it just, I don't know. It really hurts my brain to think about why we're this bad because we shouldn't be right. We shouldn't be. And I think one of the things that really does make me upset about it. And really, I don't want to say this because he's been getting some hate, but also our running game is yes. another addition to it. I love Alexander Madison. I drafted him on my fantasy because I thought he was going to do great this year without cook. I was like, Madison's going to be it, man. He's going to be the dog. He's going to be woohoo. No, he's like a chihuahua out there. I'm sorry. I love you. He's like a little ankle biter. <laughs> Literally. But. I'm like, buddy, I'm, I, again, and I hate that because he's, he, of the hate he got from, you know, a, not a person, you know, on, I think, did you see that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody saw that. And I don't want to like, it's hard because now it's like really sensitive, right? Like you don't want to add to it and you don't want to be like Alexander Bass. What are you doing? I know you already have enough issues going on in the pressure and the performance and whatever else. But at the same time, you chose this life. And if you're going to play and not perform when you're running back number one, you deserve to be benched. I, I If I don't, if I see him as run RB1 next, this like this upcoming week, uh, upcoming game, I'll be a little upset because I am I think Cam should take over. I, I agree. And I mean, the whole Madison thing, this is the Vikings fault. Mm-hmm. Like my, again, I'm not going to throw my mom's takes on uh, the podcast all the time, <laughs> but she texted me while I was at the game and she said, shame on the Vikings for putting Madison in this position. And the more Literally. I think about it, it is pretty sympathetic because I know he had 20 carries for 93 yards last week. Mm-hmm. Pretty good game, but he should have fumbled twice. He had yes. one stop by forward progress, which was not forward progress. Mm-hmm. And there was another one where his knee was down. The guy just can't hang on the ball. He had a career low in carries last year. Uh, everybody pretended he was an RB1 when they didn't get David Montgomery in free agency because I think a lot of people forgot about that happening. Yep. Um, you know, as far as offseason failures go, where does this Madison experiment rank for you? God, again, I I I think it ranks at the top of the list because I think what and this is my philosophy. And again, last year you can look at my TikToks. I wanted Dalvin Cook gone. When the season ended, I said Dalvin Cook's gonna be gone. Adam Thielen's gonna be gone. Kendricks is gonna be gone. I don't know about Daniel Hunter. He might be gone, right? I, I said these I did say these things because at the end of the day, with Dalvin, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to re-sign him because of the injuries, right? Of because him getting older, because the fact that he does fumble, but yes, he's 
he has the power ability to pop out and do this and do this. But I just don't, I think if we give him a lot of money and what he's asking, it'll be a waste of our cap space and it'll be a waste of our time. Obviously look how he's doing now with the jets. He's not doing well. And that 25 carries for 58 yards. I just looked up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and again, I'm not saying he would have done that to the Vikings. I think if we would have resigned him, even at a lower base salary, I think he would have probably done well because he loves the Minnesota Vikings. And I think it's one of those scenarios where maybe he wants back next year. He figures something out um, because I think this is where probably he's going to be and where he wants to be. And from now on being a, just a dumpster fire at the Jets, right? Nothing he could have expected with Aaron Rodgers going out. But it's a failure because we said, Alexander's got this. Madison's got this. Let's not even get somebody and let's not even pick somebody up who is of a good name in the offseason. He's just going to be our running back one. He's going to take over. He looked good last year. We're going to do this. We're going to put our faith in it. Was Alexander ready? Did anybody ask Madison if he was ready? Because at the end of the day, I don't think he was. Maybe he was physically. I don't think he was mentally. All of a sudden, I've been running behind Dalvin Cook for how many years? I've been at the stable place and running back too. I'm, I'm, I know my role. I do it well, and I execute, and I love it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm running back one, and now I have to do this for the Minnesota Vikings, and that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on a young guy, right? That's that's a lot of pressure on anybody. So for me, I think that's the biggest. I think that is the biggest offseason failure is a putting him at that position and not giving him. Uh, a worthy, worthy backup to then alleviate that and say, okay, maybe if I'm not having a good day, we still got this person X, Y, Z. I think you put him at running back one. I think he's more comfortable there. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with a Minnesota Wild reference to all my Minnesota Wild fans. It's like bringing Marco R- Rossi up when he's not ready to come up. Right, and and you know what? If you here's what the Vikings did. Because when they signed Alexander Madison, apparently, I think it was Ben Gessling reported this, or it was uh, Andrew Kramer over at the Star Tribune. Excuse me. He wound up saying that the Vikings had promised Alexander Madison a starting job if he returned to Minnesota, which any athlete in his situation would have said, yes, I'm ready. I ran behind him. You listed all the reasons. I think the Vikings wanted Dwayne McBride to step up and be the RB1. Cause they took him in the seventh round. That's all the rage right now. Everybody, nobody wants to pay for their running backs. They want to find Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Oh, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, look <laughs> at him. He's so cheap. Oh, yep, exactly. And then, then they'll ask for money and they'll, you know, um, push him to the side, just like they did Dalvin cook. This was a, and you have that line. You have whatever Kevin O'Connell's wanted to do with CJ ham and Josh Oliver, who they also overpaid. I think the Vikings set him up to fail. And I think that, you know, Madison's almost a sympathetic character where everybody that I have talked to, Alexander Madison is a great A human. This Mm -hmm. is nothing against the human being. Um, I know he's gotten some of those bad messages, which are inexcusable. It should not happen, but he never should have been in running back one. Like, and and I've been saying, I said that throughout the off season, you know, people were betting on him to lead the league in rushing. And I'm like, guys, look at, look at what happened last year. And now you have cam Akers. He was inactive Mm -hmm. on Sunday while the Vikings 
tried to establish the run. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't feel any better about Cam Akers here because he ran for 29 yards on 22 carries. Cam Akers is like a cheaper version of Dalvin Cook right now. Yep. Where if the Vikings did keep him at 14 million, we would be screaming for Quasies to get fired. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is there's just, there was honestly no way to go about it, right? It was It's an unfortunate situation. And again, it's cap space. It's money. It's all of these things. It's what are you going to do with what you have? And again, I think we would have been, it would have been straight robbery if Dalvin Cook would have stayed. But at the same time, he was comfortable, right? He mm-hmm. We knew him. We knew who he was. We knew that. He wasn't going to be every single time, but he was going to be a pop player. Who knew? Maybe, again, maybe he would have been like he was the Jets with the Vikings this year. Or maybe he would have been comfortable and he would have done well. Who knows? But with the thing with Cam Akers is why I I agree with you. At the same time, we have nothing left to lose. Correct. I can't keep putting my money on Alexander Madison. I'm sorry. I love you. You're benched in my fantasy. I'm so sorry. But we can't keep putting our money on him because of the same fact that he hasn't done anything in the first three weeks. He hasn't. He's looked. He's looked befuddled, and he's looked like a like a like he looks like he was. You know the the pee wee game went on where it was like the little kids versus the mascots. Um, that went on the last I was game. There, yeah. Yes, he <laughs> looks like the little kids. He looks like the little kids just getting destroyed by the Braves mascot, and we can't have that. And it's just like, I'm sorry to do that to him. I really am. He's getting a lot of hate right now. It's out of the love of my heart, but he needs a reality check because we can't keep giving him these options when he hasn't done anything for us. When you're getting stiff armed by blooper and Goldie, you know, it's over, you know, just Just the the highs and lows. Yes. Literally. Uh, you know, I'm going to give one more thing and I don't think it's a position group. We haven't even talked about the defense, which, you know, I think Brian Flores is trying like he's blitzing more than anybody else in the league right now. Um, an adjustment would be nice, but there is just no front four pressure. And I mean, they're talking about Marcus Davenport, like he's some missing key. I, I think, I think it was one of your colleagues at 10 K takes said, uh, as, until he shows up, I am not convinced he exists. Like Literally, he is just, exactly. He is just a guy on the roster that we don't even know about, even though he had that weird interview last week. And mm-hmm. I have my own theory that he's holding him for a contract. But uh, interesting. Well, well, and, and, and I'll tell you this. I'll share this because he's on a one year contract. So this mm-hmm. would be really stupid. Right. But yep. TJ Hawkinson played nine games for the Vikings. Went in the offseason. Everybody kind of expected he was going to get a contract. Didn't get the contract done right away. So what did he do? He held in. Like we we yeah. know that now. He didn't have an ear infection. He didn't have a oh god no back he injury. Z- he was popping yeah. zins on the freaking like the it was like training camp or something <laughs> preseason games or whatever. He's in there. He's got a zin and he's just like hey uh yeah it's really bad it's really bad right now <laughs> literally um, like yeah, what do you, know. you mean buddy? <laughs> but I mean maybe maybe Marcus Davenport who had to go on the market mm-hmm. get a one year deal. I mean, maybe he's sitting there like, well, I mean, if it worked for him, it could work for me. Maybe he thought he had a really good camp. So he's like, oh, yeah, I got this ankle thing that's kind of. And then he went and played four snaps against the Eagles, doesn't practice uh, in the lead up to the Chargers, misses the Chargers game. And he didn't practice today. Now, maybe we see him limited throughout the week. That's a possibility. But I mean, that whole thing is just weird. And when you look at the defense, they cannot get pressure on that front four. Like if you can name a defensive lineman other than Harrison Phillips right now, good on you. 
<laughs> it's Neil Hunter, but I mean, he's technically not D lineman because they play a three, four, whatever yep. it is. Like it, there's just no pressure. So Brian Flores has to blitz all the time. And Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore figured it out. Just like, let's just get rid of the ball. Let's do little pop passes and we'll move the ball all game. And, you know, and that's one of the hardest things about this right now is it, it might be, it might be a hot, a hot take, like a wild take. Right. But it feels like a little bit, sometimes like the Vikings are almost giving up and not in a sense. There's just certain players like that. Again, with the, the Davenport, they're letting things get in the way. It feels like exactly what I'm like saying with you. It feels like they're letting outsized noise get in the way. And then that is like deterring from this. Like, I don't know. Do the Vikings, do the players feel like they had a shot in hell of this? Do they feel like they were like, we're not going to do good anyway. So like, whatever, like I, I, there's just, I'm at this point I'm grasping. And I think you guys can tell I'm grasping at excuses because I just don't understand what's going on with this team. Um, but especially with our defense, I mean, you, let's look at the off season, right? We get Brian. We're excited. Ed Donatel's out ancient grandpa who like is horrible. Let's go. We get him. Um, and we're excited, but nothing really has happened from it. And is that Brian's fault? Is that because of an like the injury standpoint of it? Is that because, you know, all of these things, like what's going on? Who is to blame? What is happening? Because yes, our defense is bad, but there's no way a whole entire defense can be horrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just so weird. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is bad, but why is this bad? Like, this is bad, but what can we do? And there's no real cut answer. Um, so then again, you bring in Dalton, you bring in these people, just start at this point, we're all in three, just do all this shit. Yeah. Do all the wildest shit, right? You replace all of the people, do the crazy stuff. Cause if we go own four people will get fired. Yeah. It's like, um, it's kind of like when I was setting up here, there's a little toggle switch. You can just go all on and I can broadcast all the fan sided things. Just do that. But with every crazy idea you could possibly think of, you know, here, here's my last thing. And this is what I was getting. I think okay. there is an overall lack of focus with this team because of what happened over the off season, because last year it was a smooth off season. Yeah. They had guys take over. Yeah. They had a absolutely horrible, terrible draft class, but this team had a common goal last year. And even if the goal was, was fuck Mike Zimmer and big bold letters. That's a goal. Everybody was all in on that. Camp was very business like. It was geared towards the season and once it started, they were ready to go and they started 7 and 1. This year's camp, a lot of bad juju. We talked about TJ Hawkinson. You know, since he skipped camp, there's been a lot of fumbles, there's been a lot of drops. It hasn't been ideal. Justin Jefferson's contract situation is hanging in the air. I think everyone was pretty miffed when that didn't happen. And that includes the players because he is the franchise. He is yep. the guy you want to talk about becoming the Browns and the Lions. If you lose Justin Jefferson, you will become the Browns and the Lions. Exactly. Even though I know, I know you traded Stefan Diggs to get Justin Jefferson. I know how that works, but still he is a transcendent talent. Kirk Cousins contract said is, is hanging up in the air. We talked about that. And then the other stuff that happened this offseason in general, like, you know, signing Marcus Davenport, signing yep. Byron Murphy, not addressing the offensive line, the running back, all the stuff that we've been talking about for the last half hour. The attention to detail was not there like it was a year ago. And we're seeing it in the first three games. Does it change? I, I have faith in Kevin O'Connell to write the ship, but I don't have faith in a lot of the players that are currently on the roster. And that ultimately falls on the guys upstairs. Yeah. Well, and that's like the, the biggest thing, especially like, I love how you said, if you lose Justin Jefferson, you become 
you know, the Bears and the losing and the Denver Broncos and all of these teams, you do become that. Because at the same time, I don't want to say one guy is going to make this team great. But the one guy will make this team great. Who is the who's the one every single game we go to that lights the lamp? That's a that's a wild. Sorry, that was a hot K- like Kirill Kaprizov. Yes, but um, but that came out of nowhere, guys. Wow, that was <laughs> rolling back into my my hockey. I miss it so much. But who's the one guy that really gets this team steamrolling? Right? Who's the one guy that every single reception makes the big play? Who gets us back on the map? who all of a sudden lost hope, but then, you know, Kirk Cousins is like, oh, F it, Jess, Jefferson's down there somewhere. Yes. And that's what happens every single time. And if you lose him, you can't. It's not even a discussion, is pay the man the money. Because I don't care if we lose all of these other names in the pro- in the, in the process. If we lose Justin, we're done. And that that's a, that's non-negotiable. I, would, I, I, I don't care if we lose Dalvin Cook, right? Adam Thielen? Okay. Kendricks? Fine. If we lose Daniel Hunter, okay, you know what I mean? If we lose Justin Jefferson, it's done because we he is our team, he is our offense. Show me somebody else on the team that's putting up the numbers. There isn't, right? Show me somebody who's even coming close to him. There isn't. He is a phenom. And if you get rid of him, it's like getting rid of Randy Moss when he was at his peak. You don't do it. If you get rid of Randy Moss, at his peak, then you're not you're not the Vikings. You you fumble the bag, right? That's that's basically what I'm saying. That's why I 100 percent agree with you, and I never really thought about it in that aspect because I don't want to think about that because it wouldn't it, it's it it makes me sad. Think about how long it took for the Vikings to effectively replace Randy Moss. Like like just think about that because I mean you had they trade him in 2005 he goes away dante's knee explodes and the vikings go on the rebuild your number one receivers were like bernard barian bobby wade sydney rice was hot for a minute and then he had that hip injury that kind of derailed him percy harvin um i mean even i know he was very good but i mean he wasn't the same player that moss was you had to wait until Stefan Diggs in year two or year three mm-hmm. for him to really step up. And then Adam Thielen, it took a while. So, I mean, I don't know. We're talking about bringing in a rookie and it's a lot easier when you can go to him and be like, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but Justin Jefferson's over there. I think it's a good idea to throw him the ball. Yeah, that's going to work pretty well. I, I think so. That's kind of a good thing. Um, Let's move on here yeah. and let's move on to Sunday. And that is the Adam Thielen Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are favored by one and a half points on the road as we record this on Wednesday night. Bryce Young's status is up in the air, but it sounds like he will play on Sunday. And Adam Thielen is probably excited somewhere. I was watching the first couple of minutes and I think he said excited about uh, 10 times already. So um, if you're playing that drinking game, I apologize for that. <laughs> is this game more of a trap than we originally thought? And is this the Adam Thielen revenge game? How do you think it goes on Sunday? Uh, I saw something where he was like, I don't hold grudges, right? I don't hold on to any grudges in a press conference forever. And I was like, what grudge? What are you talking uh, about? What happened? And this is my conspiracy, right? This is what I've said since the beginning. Something went on behind closed doors that we don't know about, right? Something sure. really bad. I think that's my conspiracy on it is I think something bad went went down with the Vikings and went down with him and maybe just the fact that they were like we don't want you anymore you're washed maybe i don't know maybe he took it personally he's like oh i don't hold on to grudges why would you say that like why would you comment that that makes no sense so a little bit in a sense i do think there's a revenge game i do think he does have a chip on his shoulder no matter how many times he says he doesn't because he wanted to retire as a minnesota vikings he didn't want to go off anywhere as much as anybody says 
He wanted to be a Minnesota Vikings. We didn't want to pay him. Something went on. Something happened. I don't know. Um, but I do think this is a revenge game, but not in the way that everybody thinks it's a revenge game because I think this game is a mid-off, right? We're two 0-3 <laughs> teams. It's a mid-off. mid-off. There's no wins here. There's this no just, wins. Just this a Spider-Man just pointing at each other. Like, <laughs> no, you, you suck. No, you suck. You suck. You suck worse. Exactly. And that's why I don't think we need to be like, oh, Oh, no, Adam Thielen. No, I'm so scared. Oh, my God. Shut up. We're both 0-3. There's nothing. It'd be different if they're like 2-1 and th- two and whatever. They have two wins. We're both 0-3. I'm not scared of anything. This would this would be a good time if I went back in time and just like dug up all my Adam Thielen like slander and rants from the offseason because they were plenty. Because the whole time he's walking around saying like, well, you know, I got a lot of game left in me and yeah, I can really do this. Like mm-hmm. he was almost like rallying the troops, like the diehard purple, you know, Adam Thielen lovers like, me, yes, Adam, we love you. And like at the same time, he's going back 10 yards so he can try and run like 20. Like it just wasn't working I out good. I never understood that. That <laughs> like me and my dad and my brother would look at me and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's, why would you No, you? What? Like, you know, oh, it was, you never go north to south. You always go east to west or, you know, X, Y, Z. He just, I felt like go, he just had run to run towards the end zone. Run forward. Go, go, That's go. all you need to do. Like, I don't know. It's really hard because I just, I, we all, we all loved Adam. Like my dad, especially, right? Me, my dad, and our whole entire family. We loved Adam Thielen because how can you not? Hometown boy goes, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota State, undrafted. We've heard a thousand times. We know how it is. That's the story. So he's always going to be in our heart. But at the same time, for me, Adam, pull a Harrison Smith. Take a pay cut. Take a gigantic pay cut to stay on. Why wouldn't you do that? Like legitimately in my mind, if you love the Minnesota Vikings so much, and if you're a hometown boy and you want to retire and you have that mentality and you have that, why wouldn't you take a huge, gigantic pay cut like Harrison Smith did? Because he believed in the program. He believed in the team. He wanted to be a Minnesota Vikings. He didn't want to go anywhere else. But he also talked about him and his wife also talked about opportunities and how Adam was not getting him here. He was the second most targeted receiver on the team. Now that oh, changed man. a little bit when TJ Hawkins in there, but there was a reason they brought TJ in. Exactly. Because... Adam just wasn't getting it done in that role. You know, the thing with Thielen, and and I mean, there's obviously more matchups to get into. I I mean, I don't know. None of them are really exciting. I mean, Brian Burns is going to take on the Vikings offensive line. That's probably not great. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to talk about mid, like they assembled the Avengers of mid on offense over there. It's like Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, and Hayden Hurst. Like who going to stop them? Everybody. Everybody. Literally Uh, everybody. You're 0-3. Yes, there's going to be a lot of them. Um, I think if Andy Dalton was starting, which is going to sound asinine, but <laughs> if he was starting, I would have a little more fear in this game. Yes, I also agree. But but if Bryce Young is starting, I, I mean, I don't know, those blitzes and everything else. I think the Vikings get their first win in the season. I'm going to go with my favorite score no matter. It's going to be a one-score game because the yep. Vikings are totally incapable of playing anything else. Exactly. 24-17 Vikings. What do you got mm. for a prediction? Um, I think, honestly, I think it's going to be a one-score game too, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because we can't, I don't know. I don't. I just feel like as much as we can score, I don't know. At this game right now, going there, having Adam, being on, on the road, excuse me, um, give me 14-7. to seven. 
14. We win. 14 to 7. It's the it's the dumpster fire matchup. It's the horrible no scoring. It's going to put me through agony. Give me 14-7. This feels a lot like... The and 20- I will be wrong because I'm also horrible at score predictions. So please don't ever think that like betting-wise, I'd be like, Marissa said this, so I'm putting betting the under. Please do not, for the love of God, listen to me on this stuff. Put 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 your life savings on the under. That is basically what Ugh. Marissa... Your <laughs> lead pipe lock, Marissa Voss, just... Coming in, coming oh, in hot. That's why people sometimes like they'll be on Twitter. They'll do something be like, hey, can you give me some gambling sports betting like <laughs> advice? I'm like, no. Flip a coin. Dear God, no. <laughs> I'm so bad. Because then because then your DMs are, I'm not going to look at Twitter today. I'm not going to. Sorry, X. Whatever. Whatever um, it is. Like, I'm not going to I just lost. Like, I can't do it because I'm like, I can't be the reason you lost how much money. Because don't <laughs> listen to me, man. If I say under, you go over, vice versa. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when the Wild are having a bad game, and I'm just like, I'm just going to start betting against them until they <laughs> yeah, prove me wrong exactly. or whatever. Uh, <laughs> actually, one of the fun things I did this summer was uh, when the Twins were really doing bad. Um, underdog has like yeah. you know higher lower strikeouts for the opposing pitcher, and I'm like, ooh, Joey Gallo over under two strike <laughs> over over over. It's true because I mean Joey was. God, he, ugh. listen, I, talk about somebody you put high hopes on. So talk about somebody you love. You're like, this guy, he's the dude, right? Like, I was so happy. What happened, right? He had like how many, like what, like four game, good games in a row. He's home, Homer, Homer, he, Homer. And then all of a sudden he was just like, I'm going to suck. He was threatening the lowest batting average in like the last hundred years at one point. Oh, like it was like, what, what what's that guy? They always compare Shohei Otani, like tank tungsten arm yeah. Langston or whatever his name is like that. That's who like Joey Gallo was chasing. And then he went on the injured list with a bruised foot. Um, Bruised ego is probably what it was. Bruised ego was more of the case. Like, right? Like, I I just remember Yankees fans being pissed because they're like, Joey Gallo's doing so good. Why didn't Joey Gallo do good for us? And then he started sucking, and I was like, yeah. Is this the one you had? Is this the guy you had at the Yankees? Is that what what happened? All of a sudden, he was on the, again, like his Adam Thielen revenge tour. He's like, I'm going to do so amazing against the Yankees. It's going to be unreal. And then everything else, every other game is going to be just piss. Like that was Joey Gallo. Uh, just, okay, just sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> um, let, let me just uh, wrap up a little bit by mm-hmm. asking this. You're at Hurt At Sports. You're at yes. 10K Takes. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your endeavors these days? So a lot of fun things are happening, especially with 10K and with Wild Takes, right? With ten, like You mentioned Underdog Fantasy, which is super awesome because 10K is a partner with them. So that has been such a big thing to get us a partnership. Um, and with wild takes, I guess we're just, I'm going into my second year as like the social media manager. I jump in on podcast host, a content creator kind of for them. And I'm really excited because, you know, I think this year is going to be really, really good for us to step in the right direction. Obviously it's hard because I live in Nebraska, so I can't really go to as much wild games as I would. Usually I would if the guys were up there and going, but I mean, we have a lot of great things going on there and I think we'll be with 10k there'll be some cool announcements coming here shortly on what we're doing how we're like doing a little bit more tune in for that but for her at sports we we there's a big thing in nebraska called hail hail varsity right it's 
they have there were a magazine they have multiple followers whatever we took them over so now it's hail varsity presented by herd at sports so we're covering everything in nebraska huskers for me i took over creighton volleyball i'm going to be covering omaha lancers for ushl i'll also be covering uno hockey men's hockey and chc which i'm very very excited about because I, I've always like looked into the NCHC and obviously they're, they're the best conference in men's hockey. I will not have any debate on that. So to cover them this year is going to be super fun. So a lot of great things going on there. And um, there are t- potential talks about me coming up, me covering the men's Frozen Four in St. Paul this year. So that is going to be amazing. It definitely sounds like you have a lot mm-hmm. going on. Yes. And where, <laughs> where, can, where can people follow you uh, to keep up with everywhere you're going? Yeah, usually I include it in here, but I think I was in a rush to enter. So it's literally just my name with no space at Marissa Voss on Twitter and TikTok. Um, and then my Instagram is at Voss11. And then for Herd at Sports, it is at Herd at Sports. So H U R R D A T Sports. There you go. Marissa is an excellent follower, by the Thank way. You. No matter what sport you like, whether it's whether it's baseball, whether it's football. Um, whether it's basketball, maybe on some points, mm. I have you done basketball? I don't like the NBA. That's my hot take <laughs> is I hate the NBA. I think it's, I think it's a bunch of garbage. I love college hoops. Really love college hoops. Hate NBA. I don't know, man. Once they start getting money, like they start doing flaps, right? Defense isn't a thing. They're going to pull up from the three point line. I just don't like it. I went to one NBA. I think I've been to maybe like five NBA games in my entire life. One in the last, I think five years. Cause I, for some reason, like I went through this big Andrew Wiggins phase when I was in high school. Oh, everyone I, did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I love Andrew Wiggins. I have never been a fan of the NBA, but for right now, Andrew Wiggins in the NBA. So I went to an NBA game, went to a T wolves game. I think they were playing the Lakers question mark. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Um, yeah, it was awful. We were up in the nosebleeds. I went with my brother. The only good thing was I went with my brother and there was a bonding moment and that was fun. But everything else about it was like, this is the worst thing ever. And I played basketball and my dad's a basketball coach and my dad also hates the NBA. So I think that's just one of the things where we, we just, we never watched it. And because he hates it, I hate it. And now it's my mantra. See, uh, I'm a Timberwolves fan. Yeah. Maybe maybe not, maybe not a, well, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, it's fun when they win because I can mm-hmm. go over the top and people will make fun of us and be like, yeah. you don't even know. You don't, you don't even know. I, I watched <laughs> Kevin Garnett fall on his face like seven straight times when I was a kid and it was awesome. Yeah. But, um, yes. You know what? The one thing people should follow you for is hockey. Mm. Yeah. It, and I asked you before this, I gave you a bit of a warning because mm-hmm. I enjoyed having you on the show. I hope you will come back. <laughs> I would this. love to come back. Yes. I have to I have to rant about the wild. Yes, please give it talk to me. I'm very interested. This, this team is so much like the Vikings, it is scary. Because <laughs> for years they had the same core and they just got bounced in the first round. Like we talked about the Timberwolves, like they're like the Vikings too, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're gonna run back Eric Kendricks and stuff and all these guys, and we're just gonna keep getting bounced. The wild did that with Charlie Coyle, Marcus Granlund. Uh, Jason Zucker, oh. you know, Devin Dubnik, that oh. whole core. Then they finally blew it up. Bill Guerin came in, kicked Breezy and Suter out. Yep. Everything was good. There were some changes. Dean Evison comes in as the head coach. You get Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. Lots of good things happening. But then you're good enough to compete. 
and you're not good enough to get be a contender. It's basically hockey purgatory. And I know they have salary cap issues. I know they oh, can't, so you know, go hard in free agency mm-hmm. and load this team up. Totally understand it. But I think in the last seven months, I've reached a breaking point with this team. Because in February at the trade deadline, I was looking at and being like, I don't think this team's very good. I, I don't I don't really like this team. And then Bill Guerin went out and he was like Thanos collecting infinity stones, but with like fourth liners, right? Where he's just like, put him in his gauntlet. It's like, yeah, we got, we got Marcus Johansson. Yes. Yes. We got Oscar Sundquist and we, we got, got Ryan Reeves. We're loading up for the playoff there. The Tampa Bay is going to be scared now if we see him in the Stanley cup. And like, you know, he's doing like this off season, he's signing goalies with 66 mm-hmm. games of experience to massive big, dollar contracts next thing i know there's a picture of him looking like he's hammered in margaritaville like i i just don't he's signing fourth liners like freddie frederick gaudreau to even bigger deals while he's sober that's like even more impressed like what are you doing yeah and the worst part about this is he's running this team back like the thing that bothered me crazy at the end of the dallas series was like Mm -hmm. everybody said it they're like things need to change they they need to mm-hmm. do something. They need to get rid of something. And the whole team came back. Yep. Like this team, like they're saying the same shit too, where it's just like, we're a team about grit. That grit goes out the window the second the first penalty is called against them because you got all the fans saying, refs, you suck. You got Marcus Foleno thinking there's a hit or a bounty on his head from mm-hmm. all the NHL refs. Dean Emerson, that poor guy looked like he was a deer in headlights after game five where he's like, I don't know, like, but like it, like you're this. Marcus Foligno and the puck's on the opposite end of the ice. Maybe you shouldn't like try and, you know, spear a guy <laughs> just to set the tone. That's, that's, they even brought back the same reverse retro jerseys and said, oh, there's oh, a new alternate one. That? We put a patch on yeah. the shoulder. Like Those are I, so I, bad. I want to see this team win. I, I want to see this team do well and like win a playoff series and be fun, but they just feel very Viking. Like, and when I like try to like ramp myself up and like get ready for the season, like I just see like Ryan Carter in his head, like you fans shouldn't be upset right now. This is the state of hockey. We got our ringer bonner in it. No, screw you. I, I want more. I want more. So yeah, see the same team back. It's like they're on timeout right now yeah. until they get into a couple of things and maybe, you know, make another playoff appearance. I'll, I'll be there for the playoff games. Well, not in spirit. In spirit. I, I'm in of South course. Dakota. We're yeah, in the same exactly. Here, but yeah. Am I am I going overboard here? Are, are you never um, going to come back on the show? No, that was that was incredible. The way you just went, it was it was it was unreal. The one thing I will say is I I do agree with you on the sense that I just kind of was like I didn't realize until you said it like because I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for wild hockey. I, I'm like a diehard right. Like I am. I love my Vikings, but like something about wild hockey makes me want to like just run around and be like ah! I love it. I don't know why. But the one thing though is like us complaining, us fans being like the feeling we had after the Dallas series, and then again not making any real trade, real you know differences. Right? We signed Marcus Johansson again. Right? Oscar Sundquist is gone. Done. Gus Nyquist is gone. Right? Ryan Reeves is gone to Toronto. We get Pat Maroon from the Lightning. But that just replaces Ryan Reeves, right? You also have Mason Shaw out. Obviously, he had a fourth, he has his fourth ACL tear. So that's not it. So now the line is going to be Dewar, Duhame, and Pat Maroon, which is basically the same like thing. You're going to try to get Marco Rossi in there. Where are you going to put him? Don't put him in the first line. Maybe put him in the third line. It's just a weird combination because it, I do agree with you. Is there haven't been much changes 
Brock Faber coming in. Really excited about him. But no big, big, big names, obviously, besides Kirill Kaprizov. But at the same time, who? what was the problem last year? Our center, right? We didn't really have something to mesh well with the Kirill and the Zuki and the Zuccarello. So who is going to be our great center, center this year? Is it going to be Ryan Hartman? Well, Ryan Hartman... Uh, I, you guys remember, got basically demoted to second or third line last year because he wasn't doing well on the first line. So what are you going to do? Are you who are you going to put up there? It's kind of this. I, I agree with you 100 percent because it's like we have the same dominoes, but those dominoes made us fail last year. And now you get a couple new pieces and you just expect it to do well. I don't know. It's I don't think it's going to be. I know this team has great you know, they love each other and everything. But at the same time, how do you expect us to do well when we have the same pieces we had when we were doing bad in the playoffs. It's one of the things that makes me so upset about being a wild fan is I'm going to love these guys to the day I die. I'm going to love this team. I'm going to ride for this team every single year. But at the same time, can we just be good? Can we like, and the thing that about it, Chris, is that our cap space is a big, yeah. that is the reason why we can't go out and get anybody. That's the, I'm surprised we got Pat Maroon, right? I'm surprised we did these things. Like, and even Ryan that, Reed, it's kind of, it's kind of like, like Pat Maroon, huh? Okay. Yeah. But, and, and it's because we just can't make those moves. Like I know Ryan Reeves wanted to stay with the Minnesota wild. And I think we would have had him instead of Pat, but we couldn't afford him. And we couldn't afford XYZ. Like we don't have the money. I don't think you realize, you know how much money right now we have in our fund, in our, in our, in our cap space right now. Guess how much we have. It's like five bucks, isn't it? It's like forty three thousand. Oh, forty three, which we is like five bucks in NHL terms. Which is terms, five yes. bucks in NHL terms. We have forty three thousand <laughs> left in our cap space. Are you kidding me? Forty three thousand? You'll sign me. I'll take that. Fine. I'll play in the NHL. That's my salary. Though. That's what I make. Think about it in that perspective. I make forty. 42, 43,000 a year. So that's one of the biggest things I think that is hindering us. And once, and I don't want to say this, and I know it's, I know it's whatever. Just wait, wait, wait until we have, until these cap spaces, Parisi and the suitor are done. Because we've had this now, I think, for two ish years, two or three ish years. We've been riding this out. It's been a while. Just wait. Because once we get that, I think it's going to be 2025. We're going to buy everything. We're going to take you, 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 because we'll, you, we get want, you, you get a contract. You get a contract. You get a contract. I do think that Billy G, once that time comes, is going to just be in his reputation era and is just going to blow the lid off. I, I just say have faith, but I don't know if this year we're going to, I don't think we're going to do the whole, don't, don't, don't uh, Pat Maroon went on the, like went on a press re- press conference, of course. And he was like, I want this team, right? Does the same thing. A new guy comes in. I think I'm going to bring this team to the level of the Stanley cup. I'm going to pad. Um, yeah. Like I'm like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Don't give me the whole cliche of I'm going to make this team better and win a Stanley cup. I, I, I think we deserve it. Shut up. We've been saying that for years. I don't need you to tell me that we're you want you're going to bring us to win a Stanley Cup. I need you to do your freaking job. I don't your, care. Your wild rant was better than mine. <laughs> and then I expected nothing less, but I was kind of like I'm like is she going to get mad if I like criticize the one? No, no, you were like right there. You're like, yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's do this. I, I'm a very real Minnesota sports fan because of the same fact of I am so sick of it here. I'm so freaking <laughs> sick of it that I'm just like, shut up. You're, yeah, you're wrong. You, Everybody who's like, oh my God, like the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Like this and this is, I'm like, I'm like, I am like the pessimistic person in the corner being like, <laughs> 
the, the what is it's the meme right yeah, it's, like, they, they don't know they, they don't, don't know they don't know that i down. no it's literally like this it's like they don't know i actually hate minnesota sports <laughs> <laughs> well your passion would definitely drive people the other way it's but true we will have you on another time but it's all the time we have for the viking age podcast today we do this every monday and thursday right here on the viking age youtube channel but we're also on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But please like, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode and we can spread the word to the masses. For Marissa Voss, I'm Chris Shad. We will talk to you next time on the Viking Age Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.